2: We are here. It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. And we are here after another win. The Warriors are now on a three-game winning streak, two blowouts in a row on a back-to-back. They beat the Indiana Pacers pretty handily, just completely shut them down defensively, and Steph went bananas. Um, How are we feeling right
3: now?
4: You know, considering, yes, I'm a little under the weather, but this game really fed me because we came out with the required energy that was needed and we won wire to wire we we just kept it going kept Mm -hmm. it going and stefan like you said came out in a blaze of glory uh hit six threes (laughs) in a row basically well he was six for six not in a row but still when he put it up, it was going in. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fantastic. It was really good to see just everybody with the same amount of energy getting out there, working hard on the defensive end because that was going to be key because we know how Indiana can just light up the scoreboard. But mm-hmm. our defense was locked in. Tons of energy. We were not letting up. And our offense just just came alive just kept it moving of course courtesy to Stephen curry so i'm excited about it
2: yeah um the the biggest thing to me obviously was the defense 109 to indiana that's just you know amazing they got to start putting those type of performances together and the i mean the draymond wiggins kaminga front line has been really good defensively um so they got to maintain that they got to keep doing it now granted indiana is a team where like Miles Turner is their five, right? He's not like a bruiser big. He's a stretch big. They don't have like a ton of size that can punish you in size. So we got to wait to see how they look against some bigger front lines. But they use their length. They use their athleticism, IQ, togetherness, effort on defense. And it sustained them throughout this whole game, right? Like first quarter, Steph was, like you said, on fire. Six for six from three hitting shots from 40 feet over double teams and hitting contested threes and stuff like that. That's just like Steph being brilliant. Right. But after that first quarter, the offense was pretty pedestrian, right. It was struggling to score for stretches. Um, Steph is amazing. Amazing. So when he was on the court, they were scoring, but like when he wasn't on the court, they were struggling. So they really had to hang their hat on defense. I think they held the, The Pacers to, like, 16 in one quarter The quarters, 18. Like, legitimately just completely shut them down, getting stops, getting out in transition and scoring. And that's what they got to continue to do, even when they have all of their offensive firepower on 10. They still have to be able to lock teams down because there's going to be moments where Steph isn't hitting 11 threes in the game. There's going to be moments where, you know, we as we've seen so far this season, Clay doesn't have it shooting. Um, You know, Wiggins won't have it shooting one night, whatever. They need their defense to be what gives them a chance to win every game, and you know, stringing together a week, two, three weeks of just legitimate great defense is going to be a good sign that they can do that in high leverage situations.
4: Yeah, and we've already shot up in the rankings on defense, aren't we? Like seventh now,
3: in just defense? with that.
4: And I think, listen, don't get me the line. Listen, I know that's your area. Um, I just know just since since draymond's been back we have really we've climbed up the ladder we're not the bottom feeders at this point i would say just in the span that he's been back our defense has kicked up
3: so okay i mean it it
2: definitely looks like it i'll like fact check that right now but i mean his his presence on the defensive end is second to none i think he's the greatest defender of this generation quite easily even with Kawhi involved even with gobert involved and all these other guys I think what Draymond brings from a versatility standpoint is completely unique in this, like no other player in NBA history who can do what he does defensively, um, especially in an in a era where pace and space is the name of the game. Like he's so versatile. You need someone who can guard bigs, guard wings, guard guards, communicate, move fast, do all of those things. And he does that better than like I said, than, than anybody. So from he's been back since January 15th. And over that span, the Warriors have the fifth best defense in the league. Well, um,
4: color me not surprised.
2: Right? They also have <laughs> the fourth best offense in the league. Somehow they are six and four in that span because they have two <laughs> one-point losses, <laughs> which is very frustrating. But just from a net rating standpoint, from a performance standpoint, Obviously, two blowout wins is going to help your net rating and your offense and defense rating, you know, uh, shoot up. But they've been a good team since he's been back. Like, very clearly, they've been a different team than the rest of the season. Wiggins is now back into form. He's had another, yeah. you know, solid game over his last 10 or so games. He's His efficiency is back up. He's over 50 from the mm-hmm. field, around 40 from three, around 15 or so points per game, aggressively going to the basket kaminga's obviously taken off into star realm hopefully he can sustain that and you know their team just looks a lot different with those three playing the way that they've been playing since draymond yes.
4: yeah absolutely and just touching on andrew just his energy like we actually can tell that he's in the game because there were stretches where it was just like yeah he was out there but did we really feel him and we didn't but he has he's like he's taking this all in as soon as Draymond was back it was just like a, a switch just flipped on for Andrew and said yo wake up inside and we've seen it like he's been more aggressive um uh, rebound just the game before he had 10 rebounds and I was just like holy smoke who mm-hmm. wins rebounding yeah I think he had like five today or four or something but still he's out there and he held Halliburton to like zero points for a good stretch. Like he really Mm -hmm. locked him down as well. So his defense is there and you can see uh, and Wiggins is smiling again. So that's always a good sign. So you can see his confidence is just really high and we, and we're going to need that moving Mm -hmm. forward. So I just hope that he can still, maintain this this level because we know we're going to need him
2: oh yeah i mean like the you can start to see the formula you know create itself for this team every player has their specific role that they have to do and everybody executing that is going to be what helps them get to where they want to get to and wiggins role is super important right you have to be able to shut down the other team's best guy um like no matter how good they are, whatever the case may be, you have to make them play worse than their average or worse than their best, at least. Um, we can't have these games where guys are going for 40 and 30 against us. And, I mean, I don't think Halliburton was healthy today, but nine uh, five points, he did have 11 assists, but five points on seven shots in 26 minutes didn't really get going. And if Halliburton isn't getting going, then Indiana's offense is completely shut down. And, I mean, in today's NBA, point of attack and your back line the two most important That's the only way you can have a good defense if you have an elite point of attack and an elite back line we know Draymond's going to be the elite back line but we need wiggins we need gary um we need jk when he's uh deployed into that role to be super disruptive at the point of attack so our defense can kind of hold steady and it won't put more pressure on guys like steph like clay like chris paul when he gets back we'll talk about that later but um (laughs) To to do more than they have to, right? If you're if you're already locking guys up at the point of attack, other guys can just fall in line and just play solid team defense. They don't got to really do too much.
4: Yeah, but it was like I said, it was a collective effort tonight. Like you saw, mm-hmm. everyone was really on a string, and they said, "Hey, no, we're going to take this challenge because Quadats and Skip. I mean, Indiana, even though Halliburton wasn't going off." The others out there were, to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, there was a lot of and ones that they were getting, hitting some threes and stuff. And yes, they can hit threes, this team does. But they weren't chumps out there. So it really took quite some effort to play the defense that we were playing to even keep them at 109. So
3: mm-hmm.
4: I, I just thought just collectively, we all they all bought in that, no, we are playing defense. Like, that's what we are going to do, and everything else will fall into place. So that was yep.
2: good. Yep, yep. It's good. I mean, and, and I guess there's two stories to this game, right? The first one is Steph, obviously, like, monster, 42 points, 11 threes. We thought he was going to go for Clay's record. Um, I, it I, think cool. I, yeah. I think he wanted
4: to. I think he was going for it because he, it he, was, like he, was. he was right there. He was right there, too. I thought he yeah. was going to do it.
2: And the Pacers, I mean, they started doubling him 94 (laughs) feet from the basket. So that wasn't going to happen. But it would have been pretty cool to see him break it on Clay's birthday. Um, But he settled for 11 threes on on number 11's birthday. But the other story was, again, Guy Santos and Lester Quinones coming in, just adding so much energy, so much effort, making all the 50-50 plays and, and doing and making all those plays. Gisanto showed a little bit more than he usually has. I mean, he hit two threes. Lester was showing yep. some playmaking chops. He had five assists, running, picking rolls, and hitting guys on the roll, like right on the money. I mean, we that defense. And the defense, right? From both guys, they're at least giving effort out there on defense. They're crashing the boards hard. Lester filled the statue. He had five rebounds and five assists. Um, we knew this team was deep, but it's just like, the deeper you go into the roster it's like dang like everybody on this team can do something right and I like we might not have the top end talent like, like the other teams have and maybe we do like if these guys aren't playing as mm-hmm. good as they've been playing and sustain it then maybe we do but we know for sure we have probably the best bench in the league like all of our bench players yeah. are good and we just cut <laughs> we just removed the one guy who wasn't <laughs> right <laughs> <RRP today>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, oh, and we'll get into the trade later but
2: yeah rp to him but um <laughs> he actually we played the team he got sent to um
4: but then they waived him so there's that
2: yeah. i know yeah shout out, to Gisanto. <laughs> shout out to gi <laughs> 13 points eight rebounds he hit two threes playing defense less than Quinones, like i said five rebounds and five assists he's a plus 12 these guys can play these guys can play yes
3: they can.
2: um pods i mean continues to fill up the stat sheet he's like kind of like their current almost like i don't really know who to compare him to because he's completely unique as a player but like he's almost like a gp2 andre he's called himself yeah. mini draymond like he's kind of like that swiss army yeah. like that does everything right. um can he I mean, seven assists and seven rebounds Two steals. He did have a streak of like a bunch of assists with no turnovers. Like the last, yeah, game, I think he had a few, like I
4: feel like five games or something like that.
3: Something crazy. Just
4: high assists, zero turnovers. And then this game happened, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one broke of his the
3: streak.
2: turnovers was a screen foul, like an offensive yeah. foul. Um, but kids, super solid, like way, why, why is it way before, way, uh, beyond his years? Beyond his, yes. Um, his jump shot has to catch up a little bit, but he's doing so many of the connector in between things that it doesn't really matter. And he's not asked to to score in this team; like he's asked to fill in and score when he can, right? So I guess in in a sense, he is kind of like Draymond, where it's like, yeah, we can get you eight to ten points just from you being wide yeah. open or like occasionally driving and getting to the lane. But all the other stuff that he does is so vital for this team, which makes you ask the question, like, why is he just not the backup point guard? Like, why are we,
4: uh... <laughs> why are we still holding on to this $30 million guy? This- oh, well, um... Will, well, it will be interesting once he's back into the fold because with the speed that they mm-hmm. are playing at, it's going to be, like, a 180 that drop-off in speed unless chris has decided oh okay because he's been sitting over there watching if he's decided well i'ma just go up at least two more miles per hour and then hopefully <laughs> you know that'll that'll get us uh going because luster is quick brandon is quick and everybody is running right and then we look to chris who is walking
3: mm-hmm.
4: who is just walking yeah. around <laughs> <laughs>
3: And
2: for me, I mean, I guess they can do it like if he's like if guys are getting the rebound and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Like if he's doing that, that is going to kill the momentum. But if he's allowing guys to grab the rebound and push and then he just kind of fills in afterwards, that can generate a little bit more you know, better results than him just monopolizing the ball and slowing everything down. Like you're not going to be able to score in transition every single possession. So like there can be times where they push the ball, they don't get anything, and then they give him the ball so he can run the half court offense. But he should not be stalling their transition offense. That's that's been like a huge thing for them, especially considering they've been defending much better, so they've been getting a lot more transition opportunities. Can't kill those, cannot kill those. But we'll see. I mean, they say he's trending up. He should be back after the All Star break. Yeah, that's uh, I what wonder.
4: They, what was reported. Yeah.
2: So they've they've got at least like maybe seven or eight games until then. I don't, I'm not really sure, but um,
4: yeah, because don't we have like four games before uh, our All Star or three? I, I think it's I think it's four because we play the Jazz twice, the Suns and the Clippers. I think are in there. So before All Star break, we've got four games, and then you know we'll we'll see him on the other side of this. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, GP two, maybe he's back uh next
2: week yeah hopefully he's back next week I mean you say he's day-to-day maybe he's back on Saturday against Phoenix
4: mm. that will be pretty cool mm. to see that would be that, good would that play. would be nice yeah that would
2: be <laughs> nice. I mean because they got guys who can score on a perimeter so it would be good to put GB2 on somebody um I mean we'll see what type of minutes he plays because again Guy and, and Lester are playing so well that it's hard to just say hey guys are back now you're going to just sit so, I mean, Kerr has even more guys to juggle now <laughs> in the rotation. <laughs> um, but, yeah, solid win. Like, everything about this win was was pretty good, feel-good win. Steph, we saw another vintage Steph performance. I mean, I guess we can talk about him for a little bit. He's just – he's still that guy. Like, as much as people try to bury him, they try to say, yeah, I, I just don't think the Warriors are going anywhere because Steph just isn't that good anymore. Like, even if their team was better, I just don't know. Like, I've heard that a lot, and it's like, Oh yeah. Are we
4: serious
3: right now? Yeah. Uh, it, it's know. it's
4: just the hate. It's just the hate that, that creeps up that doesn't allow them to see the greatness that is still within mm-hmm. Stephen Curry. So it's just like if you have him, you've got a chance. And they're yep. not and they're not willing to concede that yet. They would for someone who is much older. But whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just him coming off of nine points <laughs> last night and then right. follow it up with, what, 42?
3: 42 it's like, and but 30 you minutes. Knew,
4: you knew he was going to go off because it's just like, that's not a typical game for him to score that low. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was going to be Indiana. He was going to yeah. get you.
2: And it was one, I mean, yeah, definitely Indiana's defense is going to be the type of defense that allow him to do that. But. It was one of those Nick Nurse, um, and I guess we can touch on last night's game too. It was one of those Nick Nurse, anybody but Steph type of nights. Yeah, and thankfully we got a Warriors performance where like everybody did their stepped part. up. Yeah, yep. we got an efficient game from pretty much all of the Warriors, other than other than like Steph getting taken out of the game because of all of the the defensive attention he was getting, and then I mean they they took some points away from him too. But yeah. Last night's game was also another vintage Warriors performance against um, the 76ers, where JK chipped in 18, Wiggins chipped in 21, Clay chipped in 18, and then a bunch of guys on the bench chipped in like eight or nine points. That's yep. just what it was going to have to be.
4: And Curry didn't even have to play the fourth. Look at that. Look at that, which yeah. allowed probably a lot fresher legs to go and really get at it in this game so look at that win-win all the way
2: yep um this is they just got to keep building on this like we said i mean we saw we saw the net rating they're like a plus nine net rating which is fourth in the league since draymond has been back their offense is humming their defense is humming they haven't played the absolute best competition they will see some better competition in the next four games like we said phoenix utah twice and i believe it
4: isn't it's not the clippers i thought it was the clippers Clippers. maybe i'm bugging okay
2: phoenix utah clippers utah both utah games are on the road i think one of them is a makeup game and um one of them is a back-to-back right before the all-star break so we'll see i mean if they can put together more wins get at least three of those wins that would be amazing and then we can really start talking about this team making some serious noise climbing up in the standings obviously they need a few teams to lose um, like Utah is losing to Phoenix right now, that would be great. They can lose that game. It would be great if the Lakers can <laughs> lose to the Nuggets tonight, <laughs> because they're not—they're not that far off. Like, right? They can climb up as I think as high as six, but it would take a—it would take a great run. It would take, right? it would, yeah. It would take a great run.
4: And this but, is a good start to that. So
2: mm-hmm.
4: we just, like you said, we just got to build on it, one game Dude. at a time.
2: Exactly. Everybody buying to their roles, J.K. getting downhill. He's been punishing teams, like, for, like, a month at this point, month and a half, just going straight to the basket. Nobody can stop him. When he said nobody can stop him, people kind of laughed. But <laughs> if it's one-on-one and he's going downhill, he, dudes can't stop him. He's too he's too forceful and graceful as an athlete. Like, he's a weird, rare combination of someone who can, like, be very, like for lack of a better term, graceful but also right. just like punch it on you or just run through your chest. Like that's mm-hmm. hard to do is people usually are either, or And Wiggins playing defense, running in transition, laying it up. Um, Clay had a good game shooting the ball against the Sixers. Hopefully he can build on that and continue to put those games right. together because they need him to be an efficient knockdown shooter. And they need his, um his movement shooting and his gravity to help get other guys open. So if he's not the best version of himself, he has to sit. And then that's just one less offensive option you have on the court. Um, So hopefully he can get over the illness that he had. tonight. (laughs) Conveniently on the day of his birthday, they probably were (laughs) drinking a little bit. Um, (laughs) So hopefully he can get over that and they can, like I said, continue to build and stack some more wins. But um, today was the NBA trade deadline and the Warriors – didn't do anything. They didn't do much.
4: Okay. I was going to say they did something. Something is better than nothing. That's true. But again, if another team isn't willing to dance with you or they're asking for an arm and a leg and you're just like, for real? Really?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Then you're not trading. Then then we're not doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, people get all, you know... Panties in a bunch and everything over. They're not doing anything. They're never going to do it. It's all oh, this front office sucks, blah, 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 blah. But again, it takes another team to be willing to do business with you. And it's golden state. Lots of teams are probably butt hurt because we have the kind of payroll that we do and we win. So, do they really want to be doing business with us all like that? Some of them know because they're hating. And then again, <laughs> if you're going to ask for something ridiculous, we're not. Then there's no deal. Yeah. But we moved off of Corey, which was good. Opened up, freed some little, you know, mm-hmm. salary space because I think they're going to sign a uh, Lester to that uh, roster sure. spot.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to sign Lester as well. I think they save about 11 million in tax. Yeah. Um, with Corey, and they just got a player who wasn't helping them much off of their roster. So it. it's a, that was a win, right? They got a second-round pick back. Um, I think it might have been the pick that they sent out to to shed Wanamaker a few years ago. They just got that pick back, which is funny because um, Corey and Wanamaker are just kind of in the same boat.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: But, um, yeah, you're right. Like, if teams are asking for too much, which through the grapevine, you know, there's been people on Twitter saying that, There was a package offered to Chicago for Caruso, and I don't know if if Drummond was in that deal as well, but it was something along the lines of Moody, Trace, maybe Gary. I think I saw Gary in there in a first-round pick for essentially Caruso and maybe something else, and Chicago was like, eh, nah, we good. But we can do it for Kaminga, though, and obviously the Warriors are like, come on, really? coming in for yeah. caruso, really um i mean i personally think that package with gary and moses and trace and a first for caruso is pretty much an overpay but
3: yeah it is
2: yeah it's definitely an overpay but just from the standpoint of trace isn't getting minutes moses moses isn't getting minutes and you know at that point it's just a gary for caruso swap I can't say I would have did it. I can't say I wouldn't have done it, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean I'm I'm if they're gonna turn that down, I'm not giving you more than that. You're getting way you're it's a definitely an overpay for Caruso. Um
4: it is. So And he's hurt right now. Look, no, let no, me stop. No, yeah, he, I mean it, he, it he, is what it is. Nice. Like I'm
2: glad they stayed they they stood a pat on that one. Um I'm curious as to what they did with CP3. Like, did they shop him at all? Did they try to look for any options? Or did anybody ask for CP3 is expiring? Who knows? It's just going to be interesting to see when he gets back into the fold. How do they put the rotation together? How do they put the combinations together? Because if Draymond's starting at the five, who's your backup five, right? Is it Looney? Now, are you playing Looney with Chris Paul, who's like the worst big on your roster yeah. to play with Chris Paul? <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure Chris Paul would rather play with Dario at the five or Trace just so he can run a pick and roll and do his thing in a half court in a way that he can't do with Looney. Does Looney play with Dario at the four and five in the backup unit? That's a really slow front court. So it's just Kerr is going to have to figure out some stuff. And it would have been much easier to figure out some stuff if they just consolidated their roster and, and trimmed it down a little bit more. But it is what it is. Maybe they'll look to. Do something in the offseason, I'm not getting my hopes up because every time I do, they don't do anything. So, well,
4: on the buyout, if there's a big that's going to be less than the 12.4 million, then we can get someone. But what what big? Because we thought Drummond was going to be out there, but then it looks like they're holding on to him. So,
2: I mean, Gallo just got released by the Pistons. So maybe they, I think they went after Gallo a little bit.
4: I think that was early on. Yeah, they wanted Gallinari, and then he signed with uh, the Celtics. I think. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was the Celtics at that time, and then, then he, he got hurt. The, uh, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: So maybe yeah. they go after him um, again. You add more good players to this team. It's like everybody can't
3: play, so yeah, right. <laughs> so it's gonna be tough. Uh,
2: I don't know if they're looking to add uh, any more people to this team, but. Uh, whatever I mean like they're, they're, they're trending up so whatever happens hopefully it it adds to them trending upward and turning into one of the better teams in the league because I think they have enough talent on the roster to be one of the better teams in the league it was never a question of talent it was just a question of consistency guys yeah. being available whether it's injury or suspension just be on the court and available building that chemistry and in that pop and you know, putting it all together. And I think that's what we've been seeing for like the past, you know, almost a month now.
4: Yeah. And, uh, it's gonna have to be, we're going to have to play Moses. Like we got to play him. Like he's him like being the like third person coming off of the bench when it's second unit time. is just really strange to me.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: but He's gonna have to get more runs. So is Trace. Like, we've got to utilize them because, again, Draymond can't play the five forever. Like, he can't go forty-eight minutes straight playing the five. So, we we've got to start incorporating these guys so they can get a bit more comfortable. I mean, I'm not worried about Moses because he stays ready. He comes in and he's gonna do the work. But Trace mm-hmm. still needs to kind of get a whole feel for everything like pods already has the feel because he's been playing you know but trace hasn't been and so it's just like hey we don't want to just throw him in a playoff game and just be like all right do it like we've got to start inserting him in some of these lineups so that he can get more comfortable
3: Mm
4: so so i hope that that's what happens now that you know the trade deadline has passed and it's like this is who you got if you're already reaching to the g leaguers then uh these people are on your roster like they got contracts so you got you got to use them yeah her <laughs>
2: i mean that's true i mean you just look at the the box score obviously the box score doesn't tell everything and plus minus and stuff doesn't tell everything but Trace played four minutes and Looney played five minutes tonight, right? Looney was a minus eight in his five and Trace was a plus four in his five. Now Trace was kind of like garbage, garbage time at the end of the game, but you can just see his athleticism pop off the court. Um, I think he had like two dunks or just, you know, his, his first play was a lob dunk. Second play, he got in transition, ran, got fouled. He had a block. This is all in like a short span, like, he can do so many things athletically it's similar to jk where it's like okay the table is being set for them with steph with clay with draymond with these veterans around them that's doing the the thinking for them pretty much like and obviously jk's out there thinking too and trace as well but i'm just saying like they're putting them in position to where like okay all you got to do is just be an athlete and make a play and they can do that and trace can do that he can block shots he can rebound and he can dunk on people right like mm-hmm these are things that they desperately need from their five. They need someone who can protect the rim without Draymond on the court. Um, And then with those reps, as you saw with Jonathan, thinking the game and doing all those things start to become a lot easier for him. So whether or not he's a little bit slow reading actions now, like maybe in two, three games, he won't be as slow. And then so on and so forth, the closer you get to the playoffs, he'll have a better rhythm he'll start seeing the patterns on the court and it'll be a lot easier for him to make those plays instead of making the rookie mistakes um so i think they should lean into the youth you think they should lean into their youth we'll see what happens uh i don't think we will see what we want to see but
4: <laughs> i mean they're they're they have leaned into it it's just the other youth it, it's not the youth that we thought that they would probably tap into and get into the mix of things so mm-hmm. we'll see and now with dp2 coming back it's like oh my gosh another oh my guy gosh. <sighs> i so mean but we, we want him back and we need him back mm-hmm. you know so i'm happy he's gonna be back Yeah, <laughs> but, i thought goodness. going into
2: the season we had the deepest perimeter group in the league i still think that i mean obviously i think that now pods is even better than i thought he was going to be Like Steph, Clay, Wiggins, GP2, Moses, CP3, Paz. This is like seven guys competing for, you know, perimeter minutes. Somebody's going to get left out. Like Somebody's going to get left out. It's unfortunate because literally all of them can play, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And it's
4: like the tallest one is going to get left out. The tallest one. (laughs) No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. The tallest one, like that isn't Wiggins and Clay. Like the yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I, on the on the second unit, you're gonna have to play with six six foot CP three, like six one Gary, and like six two pods as your one through three off the bench. And I mean, like, they're good players, so it is what it is. Moses just kind of get the shorter of the stick, but
0: hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: I would really like to see Moses play more than Chris Paul.
4: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. at least so he can get get his shots, like shot making, back up. I yeah. mean, he made some some shots tonight or whatever, but it's just like, give me a bit more rope
3: mm-hmm. so that
4: I can, you know, stop putting me with some of these busters out here too. Because some of it was just getting kind of just clunky in there. But then he started mm-hmm. playing with Steph and them, and then, you know, it's a different kind of look for him, so. Yeah. But he always I mean, hustles, there was a point so. in the season,
2: he always hustles. There was a point in the season when Wiggins wasn't playing that well and Moody was starting, and he was yep. killing. Like, he was locking people up. He was making all the plays. I mean, like, you look at it from a standpoint of, okay, Chris Paul in a playoff setting is probably going to make better decisions with the ball than the young guys will like he's seen it all he's been through it but he physically can't do he can't do some things that they can do so it's like which would you rather have the the poise and the decision making of chris paul with lower upside in terms of athleticism size scoring um all that type of stuff or would you have (laughs) those things right those things are the more like warrior things the defense the athleticism the length um but you but it may come with a few mistakes it may come with guys turning it over it may come with guys missing stuff on a back cut or something like that but that's for Kerr to decide which one he leans into i would personally lean into the warrior stuff
4: right right yeah i mean from what he's seeing now he's he's pretty pleased with how they're looking and it's just Mm -hmm. like how how are you gonna feel once you say, "Oh, Chris is back," and then you're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, go out there for the second unit time." He's gonna be sitting there, probably like, "This is just, this is just too slow." Like, I I, I don't I, I can't just sit sit here and allow mm-hmm. this. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, he might really kind of just be like, "All right," and probably on the like all right come on like he does like yeah. i'm gonna need you to move some more chris <laughs> right at
2: least throw it up
4: yeah like, pass it
2: up the court <laughs> no more of that like pods calling for the ball and you just don't give them the ball run up the court we, yeah. we do not need that at all um but yeah i mean it's not much more we can say warriors stand pat at the trade deadline they offload Corey joseph for a second round pick Saves him tax money, opens up a roster spot for Lester Cuniones, who is most likely going to get that spot. Um, Warriors are now on a three-game winning streak. They have two blowout wins in a row. They are getting healthier. Gary should be back very soon. Clay just missed this game. I'm sure he'll be back the next game. Chris Paul will be back after the all-star break. I mean, I think that's pretty much the synopsis of everything. The Warriors are six and four in their last 10 games. I don't think tonight's game was included. Maybe it is, but um. They have a 121 offensive rating and they have a 112 defensive rating. So both are top five in the league in that span. They're looking like a good team, but now they're going to play yeah. some better teams. Let's see if it can hold.
4: Right. And do we think moving forward that we may see Clay not playing back to back? I know this just happened to be a back to back, and it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Clay. Um but do we see maybe that could be something that they start to think about? Like, you know what? Not playing him on too many back-to-backs. You know, kind mm-hmm. of like gauging it. Like, from the first game, let's see how he he's doing. If we feel like the minutes are too high, he sits this back-to-back the second. You know? I think it might be. I think it might be.
2: I mean, Kerr did mention it. And Clay is the type of player. I mean, obviously, we you know the injury history. Yeah. So like playing back to back nights, I'm sure doesn't feel great on his knees, you know. So he might not have the same lift on his shot and he's he's older and he's had a bunch of injuries. So as much as the pride that he has weighs into it, I'm sure, you know, it may just make more sense for him to just make sure he can have as much space in between games as possible. And they have enough depth and talent to where they can at least win games in the regular season without him playing on a second night of a back to back, especially if Steph is going to shoot like this, like. Yeah, you know, Um, now if it's a it's two good teams in a row, maybe not. But if it's a team kind of struggling a little bit and you're in that back to back, I don't think it would hurt much if you just sat Clay for that night. You know, help him more.
3: Yeah,
4: and so hopefully we see you know still some fresh legs out of him as we uh, take on the Suns at home. So that should be good.
2: Yeah, they owe the Suns.
4: They
2: um, do, man. I think they've also the Suns, what, three times?
4: Yeah, yeah well, well, every time we played them this season.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Should but be, we're
4: right there.
2: Right there, right? Should have beat them on opening night.
3: Yep.
2: Should have <sighs> beat them when Draymond punched Nurk in the face. Game, game completely flipped stupid. after that play happened. So yep. they owe them. And, you know, the Suns have been playing well. Like, they have their guys healthy, and they have been looking like how they were supposed to look. When they first put the team together. So that'll be and a good And they really just picked
4: thing. up Royce. And they, just, and they picked just picked up Royce.
2: They just picked up a good player. I think they, they picked up somebody else too. I think. Um somebody who's not that good. Uh, David Roddy. They just picked up David Roddy, who's like he always plays well against the Warriors when he's on Memphis. So hopefully he doesn't continue that on the Suns. But yeah, this will be a good test. Really good test.
4: Oh snap. They tra- they traded that dude. Wow. Yeah, he was Memphis giving us is like the business.
3: Everybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah, My I mean they goodness. got Stephen Adams out of there. They got um, Xavier Tillman. They got him out
4: of there. Yeah, yeah, he so. went to Boston. Yeah, uh, and and he's twenty five. I thought that dude was thirty two and somebody's daddy. <laughs> twenty five. He's younger than Looney, and, and he, he looks, looks older. like he could be Looney's big brother. <laughs> big yeah, brother, Almighty. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably don't know where that's from, but come on, come
3: on, come on, come on!
4: Oh, don't, don't even do it. This is Spike Lee joint. But... I know that
2: much. <laughs> I know that much. Okay. Good don't job. That. Good don't job. that See, Nat, Nat good already job. does that to me.
3: <laughs> don't do that.
2: Don't do that. Oh shit. Um, that's um. School days. See what I'm saying? Come on, like. Put
3: some oh, respect.
2: Put some respect. We gotta it. put the yeah. <laughs> put some respect on my name. <laughs>
3: oh shit.
2: Yeah. Um yeah. We we need the Warriors to win more games. Like keep stacking. We're twenty four and twenty five. Let's see how many games we can get above five hundred this season and try to try to go for as far as we can take it.
4: Exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to, Justin.
2: Same same but yeah we appreciate you guys for joining us as always Um, follow us on all the socials at golden spaces pod um continue to support us by watching us on youtube on the 95 7 the game all of those does (laughs) youtube channel uh subscribe to them so you can know when we are posted leave comments like the posts tell everybody about us and we'll try to keep pushing out this content for you guys got anything for
4: me? no but just have a great night
2: yeah thank you guys and we will see you at the next one against venus Adios.
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what